we try to give them as many expectations as possible. But folks are generally surprised. It, such a, a large balloon can come out such, such a little bag and then it can lift people. I think even the folks that have been doing this for so long, including myself, Christy and Charles, everyone, I think um, there's always a magic about it. So people are always excited to, to learn more and, and experience it. So we, we enjoy experiencing it uh, for the first time through passengers. For this episode of NC Travel Chat, we're talking with Daniel Sasser. He's a board member of Statesville's Carolina Balloon Fest and also a balloon meister himself. He's going to take us through the festival, which is typically held in October. Unfortunately, the 2020 edition is canceled, but there will be balloons flying over Statesville and the surrounding area. We're going to talk to Daniel about the art of ballooning, which was fun to learn about on its own, honestly, and how Statesville became a hub for it. That's how we'll get into Carolina Balloon Fest's origins. It's been around much longer than you might think. And what he and his fellow organizers have planned for future editions. Thank you for following along. I'm your host, Carl Hedinger, for what's going to be a very colorful story. But let's let Daniel get to it. People don't realize uh, that that ballooning has a really rich history in Statesville. A lot of it, uh, a lot of significant technology advancements, manufacturing of the balloons itself happens in Statesville. And that is what originated the Balloon Fest. There was manufacturing. Uh, a gentleman by the name of Tracy Barnes uh, opened up the the Balloon Works, was the name of the company, also known as Firefly Balloons. And it was one of the original manufacturers of hot air balloons in the country. So this was in the early, late 60s, early 70s. He set up shop in Love Valley, which I don't know if you've ever had the opportunity to go to Love Valley. Um, truly a step back in time. Uh, but, uh, there was, you know, obviously a lot of craftsmen in the area. You know, when you think about the hot air balloon, it's, it's a lot of fabric. It's a wicker basket that sits on your dining room table or whatever. And he capitalized on that craftsmanship in the area and chose Statesville because of its proximity to the Blue Ridge Mountains, which provided a good weather break. Hmm. And, and I'm a little biased, but I, I do believe I've had the opportunity to travel um, travel the country as well as, you know, fly internationally some. And uh, I'm very uh, lucky that uh, flying at home is, is one of my favorite places to fly. Uh, you have the mountains in the distance, you got Charlotte skyline, Winston skyline, um, and, and just rolling hills of the deep on it. It's beautiful. So I'm lucky to call to call Statesville my flying home and be able to experience that often. That's really cool. And uh, yeah, I guess that was something I was going to ask is that why Statesville, you know, from a geographic perspective, uh, is it the only really ideal area to fly around here? No, I mean, you know as well, uh, probably more so than I do, but uh, North Carolina is a beautiful state, uh, very various terrain. But Tracy uh, really did his research when he chose Statesville. He obviously, if you ever had the opportunity to meet Tracy or get to learn of some of his past uh, adventures. He was uh, probably one of, the, one of the most interesting men out there. He, he was very brilliant for his time, but he chose Statesville, again, because of the, the weather was favorable because of the, the proximity to the mountains. It provided some shelter and just the, the area itself provided itself to the craftsmen in the area, as well as it was just you know, North Carolina. Over the uh, past few years, the weather has obviously become more and more challenging, but generally speaking, we have very favorable weather 
mm-hmm. as far as on the East Coast goes, and obviously a great area to do it. So that's that's why Statesville. Um, now, obviously, as it's grown up a little bit more, it is good because of the 77 and, and I-40 connection, easy to get anywhere within the state. But initially, it was because of, of the mountains in the distance, the foothills, uh, and the craftsmen in the area, which was why Statesville was chosen. Seems like a very, you know, just an ideal convergence of all those things. Absolutely. Um, so then I guess that gets into, you know, the festival and how did this become something? I, I think there was something I had read about a lot of the people who were making the balloons. Were they going off somewhere else, but they needed to test it around here? Yeah. So um, the, uh, the origins of the festival is because back when they were manufacturing the balloons, they would also do pilot training at the location uh, at the factory. And so what it became was a, was a homecoming. They would invite uh, their past customers and potential customers to come to the factory for a week long of fellowship. Whether, you know, you bought a balloon, you were looking to buy a balloon, you were just a balloon enthusiast, you were welcome to come back. And it, it was truly a homecoming. They, they wanted those folks to come back and fly. And so that's how it started. It was a week long event. Folks would come to Love Valley. Um, to the original Rhine Aerodrome, which was where the balloons were manufactured, which is actually, it was an old chicken coop. Uh, we <laughs> often joke around that um, we'll be flying along. And, and of course, maybe as you experienced in the balloon, you know, there's sensitive areas and we try to stay away from chicken houses or livestock or things of that nature to keep them startling them. Yeah. And uh, we, we'll sometimes joke on the radio that, oh, you know, I'm flying low, but I'm trying to avoid this chicken coop. Or it could be a balloon factory uh, because... <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just, you know, they, they worked with what they had. And so that was, you know, we're coming up on the 47th anniversary of, of Carolina Balloon Fest. And so it started as the National Hot Air Balloon Rally or National Balloon Rally in Statesville. And it is the second oldest in the country. So second uh, oldest continuous balloon rally, second only to Albuquerque, New Mexico. Uh, we are proud of that tradition. That's a good uh, company to be in. <laughs> absolutely. Yes. I mean. Yeah, Albuquerque and in Albuquerque's obviously they have over you know 500 550 balloons. Back in our heyday, we had up to 100 and 125. They would have them wow. out in Love Valley. So ballooning really peaked in the 70s and 80s. Um, there was a lot of corporate activity. Uh, balloons were using that as a way to to advertise. Um, it, that still happens. Um, as you saw, there was a Wizard of Oz balloon um, yeah. that was that made made its round around the country and. We often say, uh, folks who are in the corporate advertising world of ballooning, you know, how many people take a picture of a billboard? None. How many people take a picture of your balloon? Um, Tons. So what a way to get your message into the homes of your consumers. But we're very proud of that tradition, 47 years. And and the balloon rally has certainly been through its challenges. You know, it's a fair weather sport, unfortunately. But we're fortunate in that we've always had incredible pilots that are well vetted. Um, they have to have a good amount of experience to attend our event. Safety is always our number one concern, but they always uh, bring the same amount of passion uh, to the event that even if the weather won't cooperate, which we had some of those days last year, they love interacting with the crowd and sharing the sport. And those are the kinds of pilots that we like to attract to this event because back to our, to our roots, it's a homecoming. Uh, we enjoy just the camaraderie of having our friends in town being a local pilot, I enjoy being able to show them what, what makes where I fly and the community that supports me doing that, um, how great it is. 
So it's a rich tradition that we that a lot of us local pilots have taken taken on very proudly to continue to to promote. How far away do people come from as pilots? How far do you draw people away from? Well, we we have become an international event in the past nice. few years. So because of the longevity of the event, because of the organizers and the the staff that our event has, we're, we're blessed with an incredible staff of people that have been doing this a really long time, especially on the balloon side. So we have basically all the locals, as you saw, participate in some way. I have since moved on to the staff side of things, so I don't actually get to fly that weekend, but I enjoy facilitating all my, all my friends coming into town and, and making sure that they're safe and have a good time. Sam Parks was responsible for the event for quite some time. And he's actually moved on to, um, he's director of operations for Albuquerque International Balloon. Oh, Kansas. wow. So we, we have attracted, uh, you know, Marcia Tracy, who's another local pilot. She's been involved. Charles uh, and Christy, uh, as you met, they've been involved. Um, it, so we're blessed with uh, these folks, not only are um, leaders in the community, but they're also leaders uh, in the ballooning realm as well. And because of that, because of their, the, the reputation of the events that they hold, We've attracted um, pilots from all over uh, the country. And like I said, we've gone international. We have a, a gentleman who joins us from, from England every year. He, bring, he usually brings some shapes with him, like a, like a penguin or a lion. Um, <laughs> and uh, we had someone from Canada come last year. So uh, we're proud of that the event draws people that they want to come. We always have a waiting list of more pilots that want to come than we can accommodate. Oh, wow. Um, and so we're excited as we look forward to the future of this event, where we're proud of how we've been able to sustain over the 47 years. But looking forward, we're excited how we can continue to grow the event. It's really a great thing. I wouldn't say this year would probably be a, a year of growth for you. Um, maybe we can get into how you plan to grow in the future. But as far as this year goes, what do you have in mind? Well, this year, uh, COVID has certainly thrown us some curveballs as well as the rest of the world, and we have to adapt. We, we decided this year to err on the side of safety. Um, you know, the event brings in close to 40,000 people um, wow. to, the, to the Statesville area from all over the country uh, and all over the state. And because of that, we didn't want to, the, the board of directors for the event, which, which I'm on as well, we decided that you know, obviously the planning of this takes much longer than just October or September. We're planning, you know, all year round. And because of that, not knowing what the COVID situation would be in October um, and looking out for the safety of our community, this, the safety of our guests and the safety of our pilots, we opted not to do anything this year and, um, and look forward to next year. So it was a difficult decision to make. No one hates it more than the pilots. No one hates it more than the community and the organizers, but safety first. And uh, that was the decision that we made this year. And, and we're taking this year, we're not taking a break. We're not um, resting on our laurels at all. We're looking forward to continuing a bigger and better event next year. Are you going to do anything that weekend? Because what is it, the third weekend of October, right? Yeah, so it's the third week in October. We will have our local pilots, and we have a, a great community of local pilots. We have close to 15 pilots that will be participating in just flying that weekend. Uh, nice. We want to keep the balloon fest in the minds of folks. And, and, you know, ballooning really represents a lot of things, but no one, I don't know of anyone who doesn't smile when they see a hot air balloon. And so yeah. for us, it was really important 
to get back to the community in that way, to give people some hope that things will return to normal. You know, I think a lot of us stopped flying when COVID hit, obviously, because uh, flying a balloon, you don't know where you're going to land. Um, and so we'd hate to pop up on someone's land and uh, yeah. expose them, expose ourselves and our crews. And so I think as far as the Statesville community goes, I think they were excited when they started to see us flying again, because it meant that, that we were getting back into some sort of normal. Um, and so we're excited that, you know, the, the environment, we feel comfortable flying. And our goal is going to be to uh, put balloons up over town, all over uh, different launching locations. And oh, really? uh, we're not going to necessarily publicize where they are. We will work with the Balloon Fest and they're going to promote it, obviously, uh, via social media where they people can see us. We don't want to, obviously, the whole point of canceling the event was not to draw large crowds. But we certainly uh, want people to see us. We want people to, uh, to, to know that it's the third week in October. And as it has been for 46 years, there's going to be balloons flying over Statesville. So um, that's our goal. We hope the weather cooperates with us. And uh, we're looking forward to getting together with just us locals and flying and, and having that fellowship again. So we, we're excited for that. So if you're like in downtown Statesville and it's a clear day, do you think people would be able to see from Broad Street or? Anywhere yes. like that. Yeah, yeah. And, we, and we hope that, we hope that folks will, will take pictures and post those on social media um, okay. and, and remind people that this is the third week in October. There are balloons flying. But yes, our, my hope is that we'll, we'll position balloons in, in several different launch sites across the city so that um, whether you're downtown, um, whether you're on the east side or the west side of the county, um, of course, we have that great I-40, I-77, crossroads to the future. We hope to throw some balloons up over there too so that you know people, people recognize that, that there's balloons flying in Statesville and, and it's a cool place to be. So that's our hope. That, that's really cool. And I, I, you know another thing I didn't realize, and this isn't necessarily related to the event, but uh, you all do fly throughout much of the year, or at least the operators do. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. So um, I myself, I don't necessarily... Uh, do a ton of rides, but I do, I do it more for fun. So ballooning is, is my passion. It's not my day job. I like to fly. I, I tell folks if it's flyable, I'm going to be flying for, for me. That's my, uh, that's my therapy. And, and that's what I enjoy doing to kind of escape, escape reality. So yes, the operators, there's several in the area. They'll, they'll fly almost year round during the summer. A lot of folks don't fly, so balloons will fly in the morning or in the afternoon, sunrise and sun, or a couple of hours before sunset. And the reason they do that is because the atmosphere becomes unstable during the middle of the day. So hmm. you become more susceptible to thermals, which is not good for us. We, um, we like calm, stable, stable winds, and so that's why we fly when we do. And during the summer, a lot of folks, like I myself, I won't book passengers um, pretty much from Memorial Day to Labor Day just because one, it's really hot and you have a you know 16, 17 million BTU burner above you. Uh, yeah. You don't need any additional heat. Um, yeah. That but, was the most eye-opening thing, honestly. Yes. Is the, how, how hot it, it was. Absolutely. Um, and so, and it's just not enjoyable. You know, we want folks, uh, you know, it's not uncommon for us to, we, we're fortunate that we get to experience this, you know, as often as we, as we like and the weather will allow. Um, when we're carrying passengers, we like to give them the best experience possible. So if it's cloudy, I mean, not necessarily won't cancel it, you know, if, but if the ceilings are low, 
um, if, you know, we, we want to ensure a good experience. So we want them to experience why we love it so much. Um, mm. And so, and also during the summer, they, all the, all the meteorologists throw in that 30% chance of storms. And so that's not good for us either. We don't want any, any of that Wizard of Oz stuff going on. So um, we uh, will cancel due to, or we, my, myself personally, I won't schedule during the summer in the afternoons just because it's, it's unstable and we ended up canceling more than we were flying. And that's just frustrating for everyone. Mm. And then on the flip side of that, while I personally love flying in the winter, you get the way ballooning works. General rule of thumb is your envelope temperature needs to be about 100 degrees. Envelope being the fabric needs to be about 100 degrees hotter than the ambient temperature for you to get lift. General rule of thumb, there are certainly exceptions to that. But so obviously in the summer, you have to burn a lot more fuel. In the winter, you can you can fly for hours and burn very little fuel. So I enjoy flying in the winter. You get to go you know, further for longer, but obviously it's, it can, while we do enjoy the Southeast, um, it can get cold. <laughs> so some <laughs> folks don't enjoy that, but you can get that crisp, cool air. Mm. Uh, it's nothing like it. Honestly, I think that would be fun going up in the winter, just bundle up, you know, some hot cocoa or something. Absolutely. If, if that's allowed and, uh, yes, take, of course. take that up. I don't know. Yeah. I think that would be awesome. It is. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, uh, we've started doing obviously for the sunrise flights in the, in the summer, you're getting up really early and uh, cause you have to be up when the sun's up in the winter. What's nice too, is you get to sleep in. So for myself who, who drives in from Charlotte, which, you know, 30, 40 minutes without, tra- without traffic, I enjoy getting to sleep in a little bit more <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then drive up there. And, and uh, some of us in the area have started doing this cool thing called Dawn Patrol, which is uh, we have, we have, aircraft uh, lights that we hang from our basket. So, you know, think about it. If you're outside on a clear night, you can see the planes going above you because they have lights, uh, indicator lights as to where they are. They've manufactured or, or developed something very similar for balloons that you hang off your, your basket. And so hmm. a lot of us have enjoyed, legally, we can only fly with these lights about an hour before sunrise. But it's still pretty dark an hour before sunrise. So you get to literally see the, see the sun rise from the air, which is incredible. So a lot of us have, have started doing that and uh, we enjoy doing that in the winter because we don't have to get up at three 30. We get to get up at, you know, six or, or five 30, which is much more, much more reasonable. Um, And (laughs) and that's the, that's the best view. um, It is those, those morning flights. Yeah. It's even better than, so I guess you're looking west to the mountains for the sunsets. Would that, you say Correct. that's still better? Um, it, it's all good. Uh, oh, yeah. The unique part of the Dawn Patrol flights is just that you're seeing the sun come up um, mm-hmm. and getting, you're going from pitch dark to, to watching the sunrise. And it's, uh, it's <laughs> I, often, I sometimes tell people that ballooning is kind of lazy man's hiking. Um, because you, uh, you're not working too terribly hard, but you're getting the view of being at the top of the mountain. And it's, uh, it's spectacular. I mean, filling up the balloon with air is quite, that's, that's some work. I thought it is. Yes. And we're very fortunate. We have, you know, I'm a pilot, but I don't do it alone. Um, so we're very fortunate in our community that we have a large group of crew, uh, who help us inflate the balloon. They follow us. They're called the chase crew. 
Um, they chase us down. They don't know where we're going as much as we do. Um, <laughs> and they pick us up when we get there. So uh, a common phrase in ballooning is uh, without the crew, we're all hitchhikers. Uh, because the reality is, is <laughs> unless they're there to pick us up, we're, uh, we're finding an Uber or something on the way. So. You think an Uber would pick you up in all your gear? Well, you know, it's funny. In some of the uh, more populated areas, and I think states have gotten to the point where they have a few Ubers now, but um, it's not uncommon in other parts of the country, say in Albuquerque, that's a city, but also is, permits flying to, for folks to do that, to fly, you know, a pilot will get in there, fly, you know, fly by himself, he'll land the balloon, he'll pack it up, he'll get an Uber to, to wherever his vehicle is, and then come back and pick everything up. So. Uh. Yeah. When you're desperate to get in the air, you'll do just about anything, I think. Before moving on to other things like the festival's future, there was something Daniel had touched upon that I just wanted to know more about, and that is Love Valley. Let's hear it from him. There's a dirt road that's their main street, uh, and there's actually a documentary. Uh, I think it was a teaser. I don't think the documentary has been complete. And if you haven't seen it, it's on YouTube. Um, okay. Just look at Carolina Balloon Fest. Um, and uh, Carolina Balloon Fest, I think it's called Our Story or something. Um, and it, it's really well done. But some of the photos, some of the old photos in that video are incredible because you're looking at, you know, 70s, okay, 70s themselves. You, you, get a, yeah. you get an image. 70s in Love Valley is something completely different. And it's the, some of the photos are just incredible. You know, the, the uh, eclecticness of the folks. You know, it's, it's, it's very, very cool. Um, so yeah, it's, it's got a saloon. It's got a place where you uh, tie up your horse uh, and you go into the bar. If you haven't been, you got to check it out because words just don't do it justice, but it's definitely a step back in time. Incredible people. It's a special place and, and a, a special place in blooming history that we're, that we're proud of. That's really cool. Um, so then I'll just ask you one last thing. I'll let you go. So when you're not in Statesville or Charlotte, um, is there anywhere else in North Carolina you like going? Yeah, I, I'm, uh, you know, I, I grew up in Charleston, uh, South Carolina. Okay. I, I went up to USC for school. Um, and then I, I kind of picked out Charlotte for, for post-grad because I, I enjoyed being able to get back to the games. Atlanta was a little too big. In North Carolina, you've got it all. You've got the mountains and you've got the beaches. Um, so I, I'm a mountains guy. I really enjoy going over to Asheville, uh, DuPont state park. Um, oh yeah. Checking all that over there. Sierra Nevada brewery. Um, I know it's a little mainstream, um, <laughs> as far as breweries go, but that, that operation they have over there is, is incredible and yeah. it's gorgeous. Um, so anytime I can escape to the mountains, I, I take that up, especially in the fall. So if I'm not flying, I'm, I'm trying to find my way to the mountains. Is there anywhere you can fly in the Asheville area? I've seen pictures of them with. Yes. So uh, one of one of our uh, my good friends, he actually did a lot of my training when I was learning how to fly Drew Edgerton. He he grew up flying in Asheville, so it's definitely a lot trickier. Um, there's a lot more trees, um, <laughs> but there there is a valley over there that they fly in. And uh, I've seen those photos as well. I haven't flown there yet. I think we, a lot of us, because of COVID and because a lot of us aren't doing rides, we're kind of getting back to just going out and, and doing some fun flights and kind of some adventure flights, if you will. And so on the list is Asheville. He's going to go over and show us how to fly over there. And it's uh, nice. It's, it's very different. It's a different terrain. But I've seen some of those photos, too, and they're spectacular. So 
uh, really looking forward to the opportunity to get over there and hopefully in the fall because uh, it's, it's obviously gorgeous. Well, I hope you get to do that. Thank you so much, Daniel, for you know taking the time to chat with me. Absolutely. We really appreciated Joel having us out there. And I mean, it, Christina was just like, she was buzzing afterward. She was just like, this was so cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's very cool. It's, uh, you know, and just a note about Balloon Fest um, and kind of looking forward. So obviously we're all disappointed that there's not an event this year, but uh, we have some really cool things planned um, going forward. We're, we're looking at some, uh, we've been at the Statesville airport. We've been in a little field uh, down at the end of the runway, which has been great um, over, over the years. You know, we started in Love Valley. We moved to the airport. We've been to the Troutman Fairgrounds. Um, so we've moved around a lot, but we're really looking, uh, what's, what's really exciting about our event and, and looking towards the future of it, we're, we're looking to control our destiny a little bit more and uh, really plant some roots. And so we're looking forward to uh, some potential location changes. Oh. Um, still remaining in Iredell County, tra- staying true to our roots, but something that we can call our own and, and really make sure that we're around for another 50 years. Leading up to our 50th, we're, we're going to have a lot, of, a lot of really exciting things happening. So I hope that you mark that on your calendar, that you, you, keep, you keep us on your radar. One other thing that I just I want to comment on about the Balloon Fest is um, what's unique about Balloon Fest is, um, of course, it started as a homecoming for the Balloon Works and Firefly Balloons. Um, over time, now we've gotten to where we, um, the way that the festival works is it's run by volunteers. So, nonprofit organizations will provide volunteers to staff the event over the course of the weekend. Hmm. And uh, we are a non for profit. So, National Balloon Rally Charities is doing business as Carolina Balloon Fest, and we give all that money back. So we cover our expenses, and I would say over—I believe it's over the past six, seven, eight years—we've um, given back close, or over or equal to a hundred thousand dollars back into the communities, uh, wow. back into the community or the nonprofits that provide the staffing for the event. So um, it's done a lot of great things for Statesville. I think uh, you know Tracy Barnes, Bill Meadows, Terry Wright, Dodds Meadows. Carl Stefan, which was that original, that core group that started the Balloon Works, ultimately the, the rally. They must be so proud uh, knowing what they started and all the good that it's done for this community and for, and for Iredell County. So yeah. it's something that we're really proud of and, and hope people will continue to support us. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much, Daniel. I guess one last thing I would ask would be where can people find more info about Balloon Fest, about what your nonprofit does, Absolutely. anything like that? Yeah, so we have a website, carolinabloomfest.com, um, and then also uh, our Facebook page. And, and be sure to stay tuned to our Facebook page, especially as we come closer to that, that third weekend in October. So you can look, look to know where to look to the skies to find us. And, uh, and uh, we hope that, that we'll bring some excitement and, uh, and make some folks happy that weekend. It's probably one of the most beautiful Facebook pages, I would have to say. <laughs> There's a... <laughs> There's a, there's a lot of great photos that come out that weekend. I remember, I remember last year we had a Friday evening flight and uh, as someone that's on staff now, you know, we have 50 balloons, over 50 balloons that fly from this very small location. And generally the balloons fly away, right? They, they get whatever wind current it is and they fly away. Friday night, last year, that was not the case. They, they hovered. Um, hmm. So we had 50 balloons all going up near the same time and they weren't going anywhere 
So from a staff perspective and from a safety perspective, I'm there on the ground, I'm nervous. Uh, because obviously when you have a seven story building above you, you can't really see what's going on you know, above you when you're climbing. But for the, for the crowd, it was a spectacular show because the balloons were just all hanging. That's rare, but um, folks certainly got their show that night and uh, there was so many great photos that came out of it. Well, now you have me hooked like I have to go now in case there's gonna be this one time where they're hovering. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Again, a big thank you to Daniel for taking time to talk with me, especially during such a rough time for event organizers throughout North Carolina and beyond. Seriously, the work you people are doing is beyond spectacular right now. And I hope that, you know, we can get back to whatever normal was before all this, where people can come out and enjoy what you do, because it really is special. And we toss this around a lot. But seriously, Carolina Balloon Fest is just a unique experience and a big reason why North Carolina is such a special place. Going into this experience of Christina going up in a hot air balloon and me and our little one watching her, we really didn't know what to expect. Uh, If you're like me and a bit of a novice in ballooning still, I hope this interview helped you. You can read more about this festival at their official website, as Daniel mentioned. We also provide coverage of it and more things to do on the Statesville side of Iredell County at nctripping.com. Just go there and search for Statesville. Should be one of the first results. Thank you for listening. I hope you're able to experience this wonderful event in person at some point. As always, I look forward to sharing amazing people like Daniel and his friends at Carolina Balloon Fest with you. This is NC Travel Chat, and I'm your host, Carl Hedinger.